Hello and welcome to the Addicts Anonymous podcast. I'm your host, Jim. Today's episode 238, and we're going to be interviewing Joseph. How you doing, Joseph? Blessed, man, blessed. Thanks for having me. How's your day going so far? It's just starting. Got some more rain this morning out here in California. All right, so let's get the party rolling here. Um, first question I have for you is tell me about your childhood growing up. How was that? Childhood growing up um, was, you know, your your normal dysfunctional family. You know, my dad, um, you know, my dad came from El Salvador. Um, he was like 18, 19. Um, met my mother. Um, he didn't know English. My mom didn't know Spanish, but they somehow you know, figured it out. And, what kind of dysfunction was happening? And, um, yeah, so um, alcohol, you know, gangs, uh, domestic violence. Your dad was in a gang? Yeah. How was that? Were you scared growing up? No, it was just, just thought it was normal. You know, it was just you know, um, I didn't know nothing else. Like that, that's just how my house was. So it's just like this is how things are, and uh, and um, yeah, you know, uh, he he worked a lot, you know, and um, growing up, you know, I mean, either he was drunk and happy or sober and angry, you know, and and. Um, you know, my mom was um, an enabler. You know, she she kind of put up with a lot. You know, um, to try to keep the family together and and whatnot. But um, but yeah, you know, I mean, we we I I remember. You know, I I do remember like good things. You know, like there there were moments. You know where what we would do like family stuff and and uh you know some good memories you know but uh, alcohol kind of ruined most of the memories growing up as a kid what kind of so were your parents besides the alcohol were your parents into drugs yeah they, they smoked weed and they smoked um other stuff i mean i'm not i i would find like paraphernalia around the house growing up and then um and when i started to use it started to like make sense it's like oh this is what this is for <laughs> how old were you when you first used uh 11 12 you know, my first, my first, um, was a sip of alcohol. Um, where were you when you did that? Who were you with? Uh, family. I was at home. I was, you know, my, my, my parents, especially my dad, you know, was that dad that, you know, go give me a beer, go make me a drink. And, uh, I mean, after so many times of, of doing that, you know, I, 
I finally like took a sip. Let me see what this stuff tastes like. Tasted horrible. I mean, I I didn't like it. But um, but yeah, you know, and then that quickly, you know, turned into like cigarettes and then weed, and then that's all she wrote. How'd you do in school? Um, I didn't. I didn't do too good, you know. I, I, at a young age, I was. I was looking for something, you know. I, I didn't realize or know, like I was looking for something, you know. To 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 fill that void that I was feeling growing up, and um. You know, so like I, I I got in trouble. You know, I would skip school a lot. I was always into like some BS. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I mean, like school and education wasn't my priority. It was just more like, what are we going to use today and where are we going? And uh, and yeah, so like school, school wasn't my priority. It was more like a a connecting spot for the day, just to get loaded and see where we're gonna wind up. Were your friends also using at such a young age? <clears throat> yes, yes. You know, a lot of my friends, uh, you know, were using I. I um you know I I remember being that friend though that I would always like come around with some new stuff you know I was usually that guy like bringing like I was usually that guy like bringing something new around or being willing to like try whatever was being offered you know and um you know, it wasn't something new came around. It wasn't like, what is this? Like, okay, how, how do we do it? And, and um, yeah. Did you graduate high school? No. The last grade was uh, 10th grade. Why'd you drop out? I uh, wasn't a priority anymore. You know, I, from the age of twelve to eighteen, I I spent a lot of time in in and out of juvenile hall, uh, probation camps. Um, what kind of things were you doing that you ended up there? A lot of uh, mostly stealing. Um, what were you vandalism. stealing? Uh, from stores, I would steal different, um, you know, different um, things to sell. You know, we 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 had some some vendors in downtown Los Angeles that that would purchase, you know, uh, bulk items. You know, so we would wipe out colognes from the stores or computer stuff or ink or you know, um, 
all kinds of various stuff, you know, we would, we would, um, I mean, that, that was like my normal kind of hustle, you know, just kind of, I would go in stores and, and, you know, uh, get laundry bags or big trash bags from in the store and, you know, and once the coast was clear, I just stuff all I can and, and get out the store. Um, yeah, I would I would do that. No, I would do like residentials, residential, I don't know, breaking into houses, uh, stealing cars. Um, so that was that's snatching. a big deal. So you got you started stealing cars. That's a big deal. Yeah, my first arrest was a uh, uh, driving a stolen car. I was twelve years old. That was my first arrest. I went to juvenile hall. Just out of curiosity, how did you actually steal it? Do you hotwire these things? Or did you find the keys? Um, that one was a screwdriver. Right here, screwdriver. So that actually works. Yeah, there, there, there are. Uh, older cars. I mean, it's hard to do it now with the newer cars, but um, yeah, it was a Toyota, old Toyota uh, Corolla. And those so those older cars, they're they're real. All you need is a flathead screwdriver, you know. And once I learned how to do that, that was kind of like my, like I was steal Hondas and a lot of General Motors. Um, what did you do there? Huh? I was gonna say, what did you do with the car once you were um, once you stole it? What'd you do with it? Um. Usually, I a lot of joy riding. You know that, that was just to kind of get around, um, and to, you know, go commit crimes. Um, you know, um, go steal other cars. You know, like you know, sometimes we would take that car. Once we've had it for so long, we'll we'll go look for another car steal that car and then leave that car and then go look for like you know so there's some some nights you know we would come up on two three four different cars you know and just kind of like strip them for parts or you know um yeah we whatever was inside of them um we had a, a lot of parts you know we would take take them apart you kind of like jump the metal or like sell like like I remember airbags you know we used to have this guy that would buy airbags from from us he would just buy the whole whatever kind of car it was he would like you know we would just take out the whole compartment that the airbags were in he had a body shop and he would buy a lot of stuff from us you know so what what whatever whatever was the um Whatever the market was for, you know, there's always there's always a market, you know, but but yeah, I would always try to find the easiest market. Yeah, I know right now, um, the market is for catalytic converters. People are stealing those left and right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bad. It's, it's bad. 
Yeah, that that were really. I mean, it was probably a thing when I was messing around with that. Copper was a a thing, you know. When when I was messing around, it's still a thing, you know. But but yeah, I remember copper. Copper was a copper was a big one. The copper rush, they called it. So what is what was your life like? Well, let me ask you this actually. When did your drug use get more progressive where you started using more and more? Like what kind of things were you using by the age of 18, let's say? Um so before 18, I you know, we um cocaine um ice you know which was kind of mess before it became mess um uh primos were a good one that i enjoyed like and that's that's pretty much weed mixed sprinkled with crack um and um yeah, I mean, before 18, like, you know, I mean, I got high, I messed around a lot, you know, I, I really hadn't, um, I mean, I really didn't have like a drug or, I didn't really have like a, a habit yet. I mean, my weed was the only regular thing I did, you know, like I would do, you know, when I would use drugs, it would usually just be that weekend or whoever was around that had it, you know, and then, and then that was it, you know, but I always kind of just stuck to weed. Weed was always, you know, the first thing there and the last thing to leave. Um, and, um, you know, so yeah, then after 18, you know, I, I, uh, Yeah, yeah, I remember 18, I got out of juvenile hall for the last time. I was 18. How was it in juvenile I, hall? It was rough, you know, it was, it was rough, you know. Uh, There's a place, you know, that... um. It's a place, you know, just like where kids, you know, just uh, especially from the city, you know, they're just, um, um, you know, trying to prove themselves, you know, a lot of gang, gang activity in there. Um, and, um, but yeah, man, it was, it was, it was horrible. Like staff was horrible. The experience was horrible. Like, you know, now I, like, I look, I look back on some of the experiences, you know, and, you know, um, today I'm actually, you know, I'm just kind of glad and honored that I'm able to be part of different movements that are addressing, you know, some of the issues that there are in our justice system, especially when it comes to youth and, and, um, you know how 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 these 
people treat our, our youth, you know, that are in their custody, you know, it's like I, I experienced a lot of things that, you know, were, were demoralizing and, and inappropriate and, you know, and yeah, I committed a crime, but, you know, now I'm experienced these other things, you know, and sometimes like, you know, these people in the, and the jails are talking to me worse than my to my family, you know, and and uh, you know. So, but but like you know, just kind of like my house, you know, it was just it is what it is, you know. This is just how it is. Like I didn't I didn't stop to think or like make a report or you know, it was just like that's just how things were, you know. They yelled at us. They treated us like shit. You know they, you know. And I'm talking the they meaning staff. You know the staff, the people that, you know, we were in their care. You know, and and uh, and uh, but it was just you know survival. You know, go in there and it was survival mode. It wasn't. Yeah, it was just learning how to survive in those environments. Sounds very much like prison. <clears throat> very much. Prison's worse. So you were saying yeah, before... Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, yeah. So yeah, I was going to say after I got out after 18, um, I did good for... You know, cause I told myself, like, this is it. Like, I'm done. Spent too much time, you know, just kind of, I didn't like where my life was going. I was like 18. And, um, you know, and I, I tried my hardest to like, you know, stay straight and stay out of trouble. You know, I got a little job. Um, but, um, but I just couldn't stay out of trouble. And, um, and, um, and yeah, you know, I think around age 20, I hooked up with a girl and, um, you know, this girl, this girl, um, her and her, like, you know, I, I, when we would hang out, you know, we would usually be a group of us, but then I would. So many times, like, you know, it's like cause I saw her and her friend would go to the bathroom a lot, you know. First, I didn't like, you know, because like girls usually like to go to the bathroom together. It's like, come on, let's go to the bathroom. So, but they started to go, you know, and I, I was like, hey, why, why, why are you guys always in the bathroom? What are you guys using in there? Like, and um, then they introduced me to what they were using and they were smoking, smoking meth. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I picked up, you know, I started using at age 20 and I kept smoking all the way to, I was about 26. Were you able to have a, a job during this time? Did you hold down any type of life? No, no. I mean, I, I, I had jobs here and there, but my addiction always won. Um, 
you know, my, my, my addiction always, always took over, you know, I, I, I'd, uh, I land a job, I do good for a little bit. And usually moments of desperation, I would sabotage it by, you know, stealing from the company or stealing stuff or, you know, just, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can never hold down, you know, anything, you know, my, I was in and out of jail from, you know, in my adulthood, like 19, I was from 19 to 26, I was in and out of county jail. I what kind of stuff? <clears throat> we still stealing stuff? Stealing, um, guns, uh, ammunition, Grand Theft Auto. Um, um, I, I, I like to call it your normal, your normal doping crimes. You know, it was kind of theft, a lot of theft stuff. Um, and, um, but yeah, you know, from eight, yeah, those, those ages from like 19 to 26, spent a lot of time in and out, in and out. Um, I like to call that time, you know, I would, I would, you know, build my life up and then tear it down and build my life up and then tear it down, you know. You know what I mean by that? Like, you know, I mean, I would, like, you know, usually I would get arrested, sober up, you know, get released. And I'm like, all right, this is it. Like, I'm leaving that stuff alone and I'll get a job. I, I'm not using, I'm just a couple beers, smoking some weed probably. And like eventually, like, you know, I just, I would always land back to my drug of choice, you know, and. And um, yeah, I mean, I just couldn't, I couldn't keep a, I couldn't keep control. Um, but yeah. So what happened after age twenty six? Did your life change at all? So March, uh, March second, two thousand and eight. Uh, was my last time being arrested and, and uh you know so uh, march 3rd 2008 is my my clean date i was um you know i was in jail i spent about 75 days in jail um i was waiting um back then it was like a drug court they had called prop 36 and um and, um, you know, I remember being in jail because, like, they had – a lot of times they would have two options, you know, um, either either um, you would get, like, six months of inpatient or you would get, like, outpatient, you know. And and uh, by this time, I had already been to treatment twice before. Um, um and I, I remember being in jail, like, you know, I was like, I, I, I didn't know I was done, but like, I, I knew what I needed to do, you know, and like, I was really hoping like I didn't get sent to an outpatient program because I knew I would just manipulate my way out of that, you know, um, and, uh, 
and yeah, you know, I spent, you know, I was going to court, I had to go to court a couple of times and then, uh, and then I got, you know, sentenced to a six month inpatient program and then a six month outpatient program after, um, and, uh, you know, so for, for a year, I, I, uh, I dealt with the courts, you know, I had to go every month for progress reports, um, for my inpatient and then my outpatient. Um, I had to pee in a cup every month. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I never looked back. So you've been sober ever since? Yeah, yeah, I just celebrated 15 years on Friday. That's a long time. 15 years clean, yeah. Yeah, it's been a journey. How has life treated you ever since you got sober? Um, life has been, life has been life, you know. Um, life has been life, you know. It's, uh, first few years, I, uh, you know, I was, um, you know, I just went to a lot of meetings and, Went to a lot of conventions, you know. Slept with a lot of women. Um, ran around the rooms of recovery like a chicken with no head, you know. And, and um, you know, and I quickly, not quickly, I, I, I grew up, you know, I grew up in the rooms. You know, I, I uh, learned a lot of hard lessons in the rooms, you know, just... Uh, just adulting and growing up and, you know, and I mentioned the sleeping with a lot of women, you know, cause that is the area of my life, you know, I, I struggled with, you know, with, you know, commitment and, you know, lust and, you know, I remember, I remember that feeling of like being in the room with like three or four different women I slept with and just that uncomfortability, like, man, like, you know, sometimes like they, I would just, you know, I would sleep with some of the unhealthiest women. Like, you know, I would sleep with women. Like I, I wasn't even attracted to, it was just to feel like, feel that void, you know, feel that little, feel that, I don't even know what to call it. You know, I just, you know, and I look back like, man, like, what was I, what was I thinking? You know, and, and, and that's that's how much I valued myself. You know, that's that's what I thought I deserved, you know. That's what you know, I I, I call it, you know, the, the low bearing fruit, you know, that's what I I um thought that I was only good for, just the the low bearing fruit, you know, the fruit that I could just grab for the branches, you know, that I could reach, you know, and and, and um and yeah, but you know, um, I've grown up in in recovery. You know, I, I uh, had two children. Um, you know, I have a ten year old son and a eleven year old son. Um, um, with two separate women, you know, that, that's a good, uh, you know, display of you know my 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 area with women. You know, my my first son, 
Um, you know, we we were together for a short time. She got pregnant. She left me when she was pregnant. Went back to her ex boyfriend, pregnant. Um, and then uh, maybe three to four months after that ended, I met my other son's mother in um within three four months she was pregnant you know so then i i had both these women pregnant one was about to be born and the other one was on the way and um and um and yeah though you know my second relationship with my other son's mom that relationship didn't work out you know just um Yeah, I mean, she she um she's a great person, but you know we're just you know I, I she she's not in the rooms, you know, so I, I I try to not even just the rooms. I mean, she's just like you know she likes to party and drink and and her way of having fun is going to the club and you know getting turned up and and um you know I mean she's responsible. She has a good job. She's you know she works. You know, but. We were just in two different worlds, you know. My my world's calm and doesn't involve alcohol or drugs or a club, you know. Just and um, sounds like you're doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, things, things, uh, things. You know, past couple of years, you know, maybe past like four or five years, I want to say been been my most uh actually maybe my last like seven years um but yeah about seven years ago is like kind of when i really got into the recovery process you know um i uh once that relationship ended i i i landed it in a in a step in tradition meeting and um you know book studies were just never attracted to me you know it's just like ah oh, they think that's good because they're quoting the book or you know all these negative things and and uh you know i found this this meeting that became my home group and you know really helped me grow you know really helped me learn you know more in depth about the tool 12 step process, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and yeah, you know, so the past, past few years, you know, I've kind of, my recovery has, has, um, you know, taken off in different areas, you know, and, and I, 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 uh, and, um, and what I mean by that, you know, just kind of getting more into the work and then, um, then also, you know, uh, going down different journeys. You know, I went back to school. Um, you know, I'm working on, uh, uh, this is, if I graduate, I mean, if I pass my classes this semester, I'll be graduating with two AAs, one in sociology and general education to, you know, I'm going to transfer to a, a Cal State College for my bachelor's. I'm working on my, um, Finishing up my high school, 
Um, I got married um, on uh, 4 3 2 1, which is April 3rd, 2021. Um, I married an amazing woman that accepts my children and accepts me the way I am. And it's uh, the most uh, healthiest, organic relationship I've ever been in. Um, you know, I, I, I buried my father a couple years ago. Um, you know, I take care of my mom. Um, you know, I've started a nonprofit, you know, a, a mentoring program targeting, you know, targeting youth, you know, um, that's kind of, that's kind of where my, my passion and I feel my purposes, you know, just kind of working with youth, you know, that, that, um, you know, never had a chance, you know, you know, and, and uh, I'm working on trying to create a place, you know, that, uh, there's a couple things I'm working on. I, I really want to open a couple 24 hour drop-in centers for youth, you know, out here in, I mean, I'm pretty sure across the country, but I know out here in LA, you know, our our homeless youth population is out of control, you know, and a lot of these places are, are for adults, you know, and, and um, you know, it's like, I want to, I want to help, you know, create, you know, some safe spaces for youth to, you know, have to go like 24 hours a day, you know, to, you know, not so much housing, you know, but, but a place to like, you know, shower and, and, wash some laundry if they have a bag of laundry, you know, maybe charge their phone and work with a counselor to look for some resources for housing or use a computer to, you know, take care of some business or apply for something or, you know, um, well, that's food available. Yeah, yeah. It's, sounds like sobriety has been treating you well. Yeah, it has. It's the best gift. Well, yeah, we're getting towards the end here. I have one last question for you before we go. Do you have any advice for people that are watching and listening? Um, any advice? You know, um, my advice, you know, would be to, to, um, you know, hold on to what matters, you know, and, and, um, and do, you know, do what you're going to do for you, you know, um, and like, you know, I, I, I've done things for other people, you know, and, and um, a lot of times those, those things didn't turn out the way I expected them, you know, and. You know, my journey has taught me, like, you know, I place too much, um, I place my happiness on other people. And um, I've had to learn the hard way, you know, like, it doesn't work that way. You know, and once I started to learn how to make myself happy and invest in myself, you know, um, the outcomes, you know, were a lot better. But, yeah. Thank you for that. It's good advice. 
thank you. Thanks for thanks for having me. No, it's been a great conversation. I think you know. How do you feel? Good, good, yeah, good, blessed. All right, my friend, do me a favor and hang tight. And for everyone watching and listening, if you do like what you saw and heard, go below and give us a like. Also, subscribe to see when we upload new videos. You can also check us out on all social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, TikTok. Um, pretty much name it. We're most likely on it. Also, check out our website, which is www.addicts-anonymous.com. There you'll find plenty of free resources as well as free literature. And that's all we have for today. I really hope you enjoyed it. And until next time.